0: Everybody, welcome back to the Home Run Porch. This is an extra innings episode of the Home Run Porch. This is Madison along with Kevin. Yes, I'm here. We have a special guest today, actually. Hunter McCall, he is assistant coach for Wapiton High School Baseball and also a contributor for Twins Daily. Hunter, welcome to the pod.
1: Excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Talk us
0: through. Wapiton had quite an exciting spring.
1: Yeah, it uh, it got kind of quick, kind of fast. It was such a long winter, and we weren't playing until the end of April, and then uh, April right. twenty whatever hits, and we're out- outside playing, and then it felt like we were never back at practice ever for the rest of the year. And then oh, because uh, you were playing games. Every we we're playing day. games okay. every yeah. day. Yeah, and then uh, end of the year hit, and actually we wrapped up our last seven games were against state tournament teams, so mm-hmm. it was a gauntlet of a of an end of the regular season and an end of the postseason. Uh, and we wrapped up taking third in the state, uh, East Region champions at the tournament, uh, which we hosted down in Wapton. So it was a really fun last few weeks of the season. Um, and, it I mean, that group of kids, it's just another feather in the cap of what they've done throughout their careers. They've got already three state titles, two in Babe Ruth, one in Legion, uh, and uh, an impressive third-place finish, Region champions. And then they're going to look to try to grab another state title and legion this year so it'll be exciting to watch them throughout the summer and kind of get my hands off and not have to uh be down in the trenches every day
0: (laughs) (laughs) as coach yeah um uh like you said history for the wapton huskies they had never finished higher than third place before i think they had 2012 Fourth, fourth fourth
1: place twice fourth place twice and then uh second place was the highest in the region we were in the region championship last year uh we we were a little bit uh overwhelmed by Cheyenne last year um we ended up winning it this year and then uh getting back to that third place game and uh taking third place in the state so are you
2: a product of the did you grow up there yep I did product and, and what what year did you graduate from London? 2014 2014 so and then you went off to college and played I went off to
1: college and played football oh at Mayville State
2: Hunter and oh, I, I okay. played
0: some Legion together though yep, we yeah we did okay
2: and then when you moved back after college is over, yep. you got a job and a whole deal, and then you don't work in the school district, do you? I do. I'm, oh, a, okay.
1: I'm a special ed teacher at the high school. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I get all that. I came back with zero intentions on teaching in Wapton and staying in Wapton, and I've been there for the last six years, so you know <laughs> how that works. <laughs> it always yeah. gets you back, it, that hometown. What, was
2: there any intention on on playing baseball or coaching baseball, or was one of those things like, well, you used to play for us, so oh just help out a little no, bit.
1: No, I love to coach, so it's been something that I've always... Kept on my radar. And I, me and Maddie actually, <laughs> we, we, coached, we coached baseball together. Yeah. We coached, uh, it would be the team that's going to be seniors next year for Wapton. We coached in the summer back when they were in Beirut. Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came back. Uh, I started coaching wrestling right away. And then uh, I applied for a football job, didn't get it. Uh, which is stupid because my dad's the AD. His dad's the what, Your dad's director? AD. You <laughs> didn't yeah, get the job. Didn't even and, get hired. And
2: football has like ninety assistant coaches. Yeah, literally. So
1: I missed out. It was. It happened to be uh, that year we had. James, the University of Jamestown's defensive coordinator moved in, and then the head coach from Mohall, a nine-man school, moved in. At the same time, we had two spots open, and mm. I was kind of the odd man out.
2: Well, are you were coaching for them now, though? I or am. You... I, am. Oh, I, yeah. I did one year of <laughs>
1: junior high, and now I'm there. I coach varsity <laughs> football, wrestling, and baseball now. So
0: How about that?
2: Yeah, that's, I, my first year teaching, they asked me to coach football, and I coached one year, and it was a disaster. We lost every game. <laughs> <laughs> Freshman football. Freshman football, we lost every game. And I was terrible. And I love football but it was football's different because there's so many moving parts. You really yeah. can't control anything, yeah. even as a head coach, because right. you have so many people running parts of it. Whereas baseball, you can control a little bit more, yeah. but still, I mean, the guy's got to play the game. Basketball, I felt like I controlled. control, so I coached that for three years. I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm never coaching again.
0: How, is so. the co- how, how do you bring, uh, what's your coaching philosophy? Do you like to you know align it with the, the head coach there? Or what, what are some things that you brought to the job, do you think?
1: Uh, the base, I, I bring something a little different to every coaching job that I have. I feel like, uh, baseball here, um, drew does most of, you know, the stuff. And I try to, I try to keep the energy up, keep a, a loose environment. And then, uh, toward the end of the season, I was kind of in charge of scouting everybody that we were going to play. And I kept spray charts on all them. And I, I kind of tried to use that to help with pitch calling and, um, stuff like that. So every sport, I bring something a little bit different, uh, baseball, like I said, I like to bring the energy and keep things loose. Sometimes, if you get too uptight, it's when bad things start to happen. What so. are you What
2: are you doing in game? Are you the third? I'm base coach, I'm the dugout base? coach. Okay. So
1: I, I coach from the dugout, um, and honestly, I th- I think we we lose our uh, our longtime first base coach. He's been there for 20 years. Uh, he's retiring this year, um, and you know, so there's a chance I move to the bases. But I kind of really like the role that I play
2: now. Um, I can't. I, I hated being first base coach. It's mm. like, good hit. Okay, keep Look an eye on the pitcher. Don't get picked off. I mean, that's basically. There's <laughs> <Right>. no <laughs> signaling. There's nothing. It's like, good job. Here, let me carry all that crap you put on, and I'll hold oh my god it to bring back. And it just dugout. keeps getting more. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got elbow yeah. guard. Talk, yeah. Let's
0: talk a little bit about that. How has that? I mean, I remember when Hunter and I played. Uh, maybe someone had a you know the wrist guards were the thing when we played. Maybe some wrist tape. But now you got an elbow guard, you got a, a shin guard. A shin guard. Do you,
2: you got guys in high school wearing the shin guards?
1: It's So I've got guys that have them. Uh, they don't wear them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the more common one is the elbow guard, which never really made sense to me because I thought the purpose of an elbow guard was to protect your throwing arm. So that would mean that you're batting from the same, the opposite yeah, yeah, side yeah. as you throw. Um, so
0: unless you're a switch hitter, it doesn't really hitter, make sense. Yeah,
1: or, or a. a A guy like uh, Jaden King, our big left-handed thrower, he bats from the right side of the plate, and he doesn't wear an elbow guard, but if he did to protect his left elbow, that would make sense. But, uh, yeah, most of the kids just kind of wear it for for fun, and I'm all for it. If you want to look good, to play good, if that's your motto, go for it. Wear whatever makes you hit the ball far and uh,
0: run fast. (laughs) They got the oven mitts now, too, Kevin. You know what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for sliding. I've never quite understood why just wear one. Well I What's think the it's there?
1: I think it's your that's your sliding hand. So yeah. if so if uh, if you're most people wear it on their left hand sliding to the outside of the mm-hmm. bag. Yep. So if I'm gonna steal second base, I have it on my left hand. That's the base or that's the hand I'm gonna reach with, that's the hand that'll be furthest away from the tag. Or yeah, that'll, but, that'll yeah, keep yeah, your yeah, body yeah, furthest yeah, yeah. away from the tag. But
2: both hands are presumably it's to protect the hand from going on the on the gravel, right?
1: Protect your or, wrist from jamming
2: on the bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does it have so a thing just in there? Slide it's, over. It's,
1: it keeps it. It keeps it.
2: Oh, it's got. Does it have some sort of a metal guard it's in there just, to keep it?
1: There's not a metal guard, but it is. I put one on this year yeah. just to kind of try it on for fun, and it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your hands locked in there. Your wrist is locked into place. There's no moving it around.
0: Wow. So like a finger jam, probably too, something yeah. like that, or okay. you know, hitting the bag. I know? literally
2: thought it was. Because they didn't want it to get stepped on, or also sliding on the gravel. Especially like high school and little league fields are the yeah. gravels, yeah. gritty, and it, it does not feel good when you slide head first. I always i am a big proponent. I think hiding, sliding head first is almost never worth it, to be honest with you. And I know that yeah. in the pros, they, they always say that's garbage, but I mean, the, the the risk is so great that you could get hit, you could jam something, you could. Whereas when you're coming in feet first. The, the 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 it's worse for the second baseman or the shortstop than it is for you, much worse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And
1: I was actually the opposite. I was a feet first slider for the yeah. first part of my career, but I would drag my back hand when yeah you slide, along the base. Yeah. And I I got a pretty severe wrist injury doing that just Jeez. over time. So then uh, the to fix that I had to slide f- head first mm-hmm. everywhere I went, no matter what I was doing. But there.
2: also when you jump, I mean, all the weight's coming down on your arms. Sure, you know, or know. I mean, look at what Lewis did the other day when he went over that first baseman. hit that, oh, he yeah, jammed yeah. his arms, then he yep. cranked his yeah. neck. I mean, thankfully he was okay, but I mean, that's a thing. Whereas when you go first, feet first, really it's your butt. You yeah, know, your there's, get- there
1: is much more injury risk to sliding head first. You could argue there's also a lot more benefit as far as how you can maneuver your slide, yeah. which is a lot more important now that replays in the MLB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little less important uh, at the high school level. You hope that you get a good umpire, but a lot of times... Ball beats them. That's the call that you're gonna get. Yeah. But if if a guy's good enough to see the swim or the, the the mm-hmm. art of sliding to the outside yeah. of the bag, then then it's worth it. But yeah, if you're just talking, you know, sliding in, yeah. generically. Feet, so feet basically,
0: all these things are, for what the kids say, the drip. Yeah, they look, yeah. Cool, look yeah. cool. they like it because they. When look my son Kevin played, knows that
2: when okay. my son played little league, the big thing was. Remember all the guys wore those necklaces that were like cords or whatever they were? <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah. And my son goes, I, I got to get one of those. I said, I'm not buying you one of those. <laughs> I would buy him anything you know, that would help him with the game, yeah. gloves or bats and stuff like that. And I was like, what is the point of that? Yeah. He goes, oh, it looks really cool. I said, yeah, you don't look cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were when I was... Uh- that age, they wore the uh, balance bracelets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Live Strong. Oh, yeah. Those balance bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The better. Yeah. My, my parents wouldn't buy me one either, and thank God. Because talk about a scam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of it, you know,
2: a lot of it is. I mean, oh, my whatever.
0: gosh. But I mean, uh, let's talk twins now. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah.
2: you work for Twins Daily. Yeah. Which is kind of a big. D- okay. So I'm real curious about this. What relationship does Twins Daily have with the organization? Yeah.
1: Well, so it depends on how high you are. Me, personally, I, I don't have any relationship with the, <laughs> yeah. with the, with the team themselves. Not, you don't have dinner with Paul Mock. You don't have a no, phone number normally. or anything? Uh, but like the higher people, John Bones, people like that, they're a little bit more active in, you know, they get the media passes to go to all the Who's the, games the guy we have
2: on the radio every week? Is Cody it? Christie. Cody Christie, yeah. Yeah. Is he pretty high up? He must be. I would
0: say, yeah, he's. He's from. He lives here in Fargo. But he's pretty. He, uh, okay, so we have very, him on once yeah. a
2: week. He has a slot, and he comes yep. on, and he kind of gives the. And he speaks with authority, so it almost feels like he's speaking for the organization, but he's not.
1: I I I honestly I don't know Cody. I don't I don't actually know anybody that <laughs> right, writes yeah. there except the apart two from that. a couple Zoom
0: couple Zoom interviews okay. and yeah.
1: some other stuff. Uh, but I
0: think I think Cody's pretty plugged in. I think I think the, he's yeah. pretty high up. He writes yeah. an awful lot there. He writes a
2: lot. Yeah. What is your sort of thing? What what is it? Okay, you love the Twins, which mm-hmm. we all do in this room. Yep. And what is your angle? What's the thing that you like to talk about besides Luis arise <laughs> <laughs> I I like We the, don't have time to get into that <laughs> today, Kevin. Oh, I like
1: either. to um I'm kind of an organization first kind of guy. I I like to so, when the Arise trade happened, if we want to, I, I wrote right before it happened mm-hmm. um, an article that the Twins should trade Luis Arise for, in particular, Pablo Lopez. Mm-hmm. I think um,
0: you gave like five options or yeah, didn't and, you? And, yeah, yeah.
1: And pa- Pablo Lopez was the cover picture. He's, he was kind of the guy that I had pegged, and a lot of people did for mm-hmm. a majority of the offseason mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a trade target for the Twins. Um. But I like to kind of keep it on the positive side of things. Uh, Twins, Twitter in particular, is so much doom and gloom. It is, And I understand the Twins are struggling a little bit right now, but they're also banged up. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of metrics that have them as a pretty unlucky baseball team at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So trying to look at things from the brighter side so it's not always just negativity all the time that we're consuming. Um, Do you
2: you have a specialty? Like, are you... Like our, our other partner, Will, he's always talking about guys in the minor leagues. And I'm like, I don't know anybody in the minor leagues because <laughs> I just don't have the energy to invest yeah. in that. So these guys were talking Royce Lewis before he came up for weeks on end, like it'll yeah. transform the team and stuff like. Like, okay, we'll put I him mean, in. He, he, we'll put him in the Hall of Fame after a, 20 years. How about that? <laughs> these guys are, but and I get that. So so that's their thing. Um is there something that you feel especially strong that you could talk about?
1: Not in particular. I'm I'm pretty well rounded. I'm plugged into the minors. I'm mm-hmm. I'm plugged in obviously to the to the team themselves. Um, so I, I just like to I watch baseball and I see something that I kind of want to talk about and then mm-hmm. I'll just write a story about it. What's your last article about? Uh, the last one I did. So I was I haven't wrote one in. He's a been little a little while. busy. Been really busy with winning our, an EDC yeah. championship our, yeah. Our yeah. baseball run at the end there. So it's been. But I wrote two of this last month. One of them got oh, one of them was about why the Twins should send Jose Miranda down to the minors. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Predicted that
2: one. Yeah, and a lot of people have talked about. It, and I,
0: you might not make another
2: big league roster. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, he's not doing well down there. He's either. struggling
0: down there too. Yeah, uh, his and
1: his thing is is where where's he gonna play? Because yeah. uh, as long as Carlos Correa and Royce Lewis are healthy, that's kind of your left side for the next how many years. And I think Mm. they'll switch roles, actually, in the next couple years. I think Royce Lewis slides back over to shortstop once Carlos Correa loses some range. But his defensive metrics are up again this year. They were down pretty far last Mm. year. Um, And then the last one I wrote was about uh, Christian Vasquez remaining the priority catcher Mm. due to his defensive and pitch calling abilities. Now here's the thing with with,
0: with Vasquez. I think Ryan Ryan has... It seems to me in the past few, uh, you know, weeks seems to have really figured out what he's doing at the plate, mm, and yeah. my question is, is: is like, would you rather have that, or would you rather have someone with good defense? Who, I thought, I at the beginning of the season I thought Vasquez would be doing a little bit more offensively. Right. His his numbers last year weren't bad at all. I think. He maybe had double-digit homers and, like, 70 RBIs. Pretty league RBIs. average OPS, yeah. And, um, but I don't know. He just he had a good, like, first week, and now he's just been – it's think probably the, a strikeout. Think you know about the I mean? argument
2: you're trying to make, though. You're arguing for a guy, normally at a position that's 100% defense, for another guy because of his offensive abilities, and we want him in the lineup, which tells you that our entire lineup – Has no offense. So we're looking to a catcher to provide Mm. offense, which we don't have. That's why we need to lose the rise. We're talking about guys' defensive skills, (laughs) and we'd have, it doesn't matter if we get, you know, I'm just, I'm I'm losing my mind over our. So
0: what was your synopsis in that article?
1: Yeah. And to be honest with you, I went into the article with complete, uh, with my mindset that the Twins need to shelf Christian Vazquez. And start Ryan Jeffers more, and the more research mm-hmm. I did, and the more I dove into it and kind of uh, thought through it, um, the more I thought that the Twins can't risk their pitching staff falling off the table because Ryan Jeffers is behind the plate compared to Christian Vasquez, who has won two World Series yeah. calling games. I mean,
2: I mean, how much of a drop off, in your opinion, is Jeffers from Vasquez?
1: Uh, for me, it it the we won't know until they decide to completely pull Christian Vasquez for Ryan Jeffers because I mean but we'll see it in the pitching staff is is my opinion is that those mm. guys that are throwing so well right now and have been throwing mm-hmm. so well all year will experience a huge drop off in I mean they're putting up historic numbers. They're pitching yeah. they're starting pitching so great for sure through their first yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three I mean, months all, of the yeah, season. Um and you know, you you can't credit Christian Vasquez for all of that, but yeah. I think you can give him Quite a bit of credit. For what's, the, what's the? How
2: many? I, I don't know the the numbers in terms of who started. How many games each guys have started? Ryan
1: Jeffers has started significantly less than Christian Vasquez, and I did know this at the time that I wrote the article, but it's been about a month. Christian Vasquez yeah. was about you know fifteen games. Uh, more than Ryan Jeffers was at that time, and I, I've, I think it's dropped more to a fifty-fifty split yeah. since about then. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Jeffers has seen a lot more time. Normally, he was starting against lefty pitchers only because he feasts off left-handed pitching. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, What's I, I don't off the top of my head, I don't know what the difference is in their batting. I mean, is is, is Jeffers? I mean, nobody's batting well on this right. team, so <laughs> we can say that with authority. But I mean, is he? 20, 30, 40, I mean, you really got to be 60 points higher for it to make a massive difference. As,
1: as uh, OPS, I'm thinking he's probably up closer to 150 points higher in OPS mm, that's, that's than, significant. Than, yeah. uh, than Christian Vasquez. I would venture to guess Christian Vasquez is sitting right around 620, 630 OPS, mm. whereas Ryan Jeffers is probably closer to that 750, 780 area.
2: Okay, what's percolating in your mind that your next article is going to be about?
1: Oof. I, to be honest with you, it's like something where it's spur of the moment. Sometimes I'll see something on Twitter that'll set me off into my own mm. head rant, and then I'll just <laughs> sit down and write it out. And a lot of times, like I said, I'll start with one thing in mind, and I'll just completely shift gears halfway through. Most of my articles start with just random typing for the longest time, yeah. and then I finally decide what kind of direction I want to take with something, and then... Just go with it. So to be honest with you right now, I don't know if there's one that I have just kind of sitting in my mind. Strikeouts, maybe. How
2: How, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how long are your articles... Well, now Buxton's an issue, too. Yeah. Um, how many? How long are your articles usually supposed to be? they, they give you a range or yeah, something like that? Yeah,
1: well, the first one I wrote, I sent it in, and it was a tad on the wordy side, and he said to cut it down... Uh, they try, the average, he said the average sports article in the paper is 750 words. Yeah. And so they try to keep it between 500 and 750. Okay. Um, so that would be normally what you aim for. Could,
2: could you do a, like a three-part thing and somebody in each one 750? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep. And they leave it, I love Twins Daily because they leave it so open to whatever you want to do, whatever your style is. Uh, sometimes they'll ask like, hey uh maybe change your style a little bit. They haven't done it to me, but uh he talked about it a little bit in the email he sent out last month about, you know, having some writers change a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, take different stances and change their styles. But for the most part it's uh on your own, you do what you want, write it up, send it in, it gets edited and then
2: the Twins Daily has a um uh, has a Twitter page or Twitter Thing does can anybody post on that or only certain guys you you tweet under your own name I tweet
1: you? under my own name they uh-huh. take the articles so I'll write an article put it on there once they release it they will uh, the, whoever runs the Twins Daily page will mm. take that article and then tweet it on to okay so say Twins Daily
2: article by you and that sort yep. of thing okay
1: yep and they'll they'll plug me in it too they'll put my handle and yeah so
2: because I uh, I nightly here at the station I put. Um, Together, a, a segment page for the for all the hosts to talk about things. And Twitter is one of those ones where I, almost, you go on Twitter trending, and ten out of ten, it is almost always sports. It's not you think it's politics and stuff like it's not. It's always sports. It's like the Celtics and it's the Bruins and whatever. And I usually can I'll type in Minnesota Twins just to see what comes up, mm-hmm. and I usually can get a good tweet from twins daily yeah i mean that yeah regularly almost every night yeah they're very weird. active on, on yeah. there
1: and they they're very active in posting articles and you yep. responding to tweets retweeting tweets that are meaningful
0: so i think it's cool that you know there's so many writers for twins daily mm-hmm. that um you know you see a writer maybe that you like or something and you follow them on on twitter um but like there's a there's a writer for every fan, you know what I mean? Like some guy who's hating on the team, some guy who's loving on the team, um, that kind of stuff. And there's so many writers that you have options on, you know, who you want to listen to. But yeah. so many people with a voice, you know, on Twins Twitter and, um, like Hunter said, maybe not the healthiest place all the time. <laughs> Hunter and I have gotten into Well, we're Minnesota on fans. Too, That's so. the problem,
2: right? We we <laughs> some start, people live in start... the negativity. They do live. Some people but here's the thing, the you know, negativity. you I, I'm older than you guys. I, you you're born in the tomb looking out <laughs> going someday I'll get out. Um so, I mean, you guys you're not you weren't born in 91, you're born after, right? Yep. So so you have, you know, so you, in your lifetime, Minnesota sports have won nothing.
1: Uh actually, yeah, I was well, look, the Lynx have years, won some things. 8 years old and I'm only a fan of I'm only a fan of one Minnesota team. Just yeah. Twins? Yeah, I'm You're a Dolph- am a Dolphins, Dolphins fan guy. in football and that hasn't been a much more healthy lifestyle. Yeah, okay, like yeah,
2: recently <laughs> it hasn't. What what about basketball and hockey?
1: I watch college basketball. I don't really get into yeah, the NBA. Oh. Uh, NHL, I don't watch a ton of it. My brother's a huge NHL mm-hmm. guy though, so I, I dabble with the Wild, but I've kind of I love Las Vegas, so I kind of mm. yeah. dig the nights. I'm going there next week, actually. Again. Oh, you're taking to, in the Stanley Cup Go to Vegas final? on Monday. See, I thought about it. I looked yeah. for tickets because I knew we'd be down there, and they're in Vegas next Tuesday okay. if they make it to Game 5. 600 bucks for the cheapest seats, so I decided Ooh! I... Okay, I'm going to make a prediction. Maybe
2: I'm going to make a prediction. <laughs> yeah. Because this seems to happen. There must be billboards in Wahpeton. Um, <laughs> So... You became a twins fan. I mean, when you became aware of the twins, about what year? Oh
1: gosh. Um
2: was it the nineties or two thousand something? When you were a kid. What's that
0: first Twins team you remember?
2: First
1: yeah. twins team I remember uh would have been, you know, Santana, Radke. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so who when you were a kid? Me too. Who was your favorite player?
1: As a kid, well, see, my answer normally differs from people because it's not Joe Mauer. Oh, that was my prediction. <laughs> that's I always they his Joe prediction. Maurer like
2: bobbleheads, like or I, the water towers painted Joe Mauer. I like, like Joe Mauer,
1: but I think he's yeah. rather boring. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because I've met him a couple player. times. He
2: is. <laughs> yeah, <Great player. laughs> he's a extremely boring.
1: Fantastic player, but it's like I prefer. Yeah. That's why Byron Buxton is my favorite player. I like the flash got some, some like, heart. Yeah. The, you can hit 220 or whatever. I'm still going to love it when you hit one 600 feet. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, give me,
2: who was the guy then when, during the, the Mauer era? Who was the guy? Gal, that you,
1: were- I, you know, now i got to think, because was there anybody that I just flat out loved? I, I really liked the team. Brian Dozier, when Brian his yeah. first, like first, yeah. first stint with the Twins, yeah. I was in middle school, and the minute that he came up for his first stint in the MLB, I was like, that's my dude. That's your guy. And he, you know, I mean, he turned himself into a really nice... Player obviously, mm-hmm. um but yeah, I would say Brian Dozier is probably my That's favorite. Good. That's a good. Pick. Twin.
2: I' a We were talking before about this. I I love the sort of un this the guys on the second tier. I was a huge Punto fan. Sure, loved yep. Punto. I like Brian Dozier mm-hmm. a lot. I like a lot of infielders that are sort of yep. utility guys that, that that just get the job done. Also, but,
0: he wasn't out. a homegrown kind of Minnesota guy, but. I think Carlos Gomez had that yeah. flair yeah. before anyone yeah. else, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that first kind of like... I
1: actually like Carlos Gomez more when he went to the Brewers. Yeah. yeah. He, was yeah. A, he was a bad dude. He that guy was. was. This guy was a phenomenal baseball player. One yeah. of
2: my fa- I love Luis Castillo. Oh my yep. God. Yep. I yep. I like Mike Redmond. I like <laughs> him. I like Mike. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of guys like that that I just, you know, they're not going to go to the Hall of Fame and they're not going to yeah. be in the Twins thing but oh that's good. I, I like that answer because yeah. usually guys come in, Oh, it's Joe Joe and I and I get it. I mean he was, you know he was yeah, a great was player for yeah fourteen but years. So what
0: what what do you think is uh you know, we're thinking about twi- twins history in our lifetime has been pretty depressing. Um <laughs> I remember when we uh, um we played the Yankees in the Bronx what what year was that? That it was every the, year the lost card. every year. But the Twins came out <laughs> 2017. To like, yep 2017. Uh, they came out. I think they scored like three or four three runs in the first, in the first, inning. first inning. and it was all downhill from and there. And I'm yeah. like, this is it. And I remember feeling I was you know sitting watching and I'm like, oh my god, you guys, this is it. And then everyone was like, no, it's not. It's no. really not. And I'm like, no, seriously, guys. And then, well, what happened? Happened. Yeah. So
1: it wasn't even a close game.
2: <laughs> I as a as a Minnesota fan. I can say with absolute authority, all you have to look at about the curse of being a Minnesota fan, and we're just used to it, is 98 Vikings, 15-1, and Randy Moss, uh, Gary Anderson has set a record for not missing a field goal the whole season. He's 35 for 35, and we're playing Atlanta. And they come on and says, no team that's ever won 15 (laughs) games has ever not won the Super Bowl. And I'm like, we just... Are going to lose the Super Bowl, <laughs> and we didn't get to an NFC championship. He shanks it and it goes off, yep. and we lose the game. And I'm like, No, no. So, I, I'm one of those people who want to the last out to the last second, whatever you know. Blair so, Walsh, the oh 20
1: what was it 25 yards yeah, yeah, against the Seahawks? Yeah, and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It those might have been like 15, yeah. honestly. I yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Oh, my it God. is, and that that that's and that's bad.
2: the you know, I mean, and sometimes you think maybe I'll just move to Boston. And move in, or I'll move <laughs> to, to New York. Just win a couple titles. And yeah. just root for the – you know, I'll just root for whoever's going to win. When, when we get to the Super Bowl, I'll root for the team that's probably going The curse
0: win. for those teams, though, is they win, and then they expect that they're going to win, and then they're stuck in that. that oh, I would paradox. hate that. Oh, <laughs>
2: How horrible to be expected to win it every year.
0: All right, so yeah. as of right now, the Twins are – they're on, they're one well, and thirty two. Over, they have I don't know. lost. We they came have, in. There was in the. They seventh. have lost to the race today. Okay, so we're Florida under
2: five hundred and we're leading the division. Yep, thirty one and thirty two. Yeah. Um, what are Beautiful. what are,
0: let's go around some predictions here. How how do the Twins need to enter the All Star break and then get out of it?
2: Well, they need to win. They need to, their batting needs to their hitting needs to to turn on. I mean, and I don't know who. I mean, Kirilov. Royce Lewis, if he can play, um, Buxton, if he can play, but Buxton's not hitting well. I mean, Correa, I don't, his season's over, as far as I'm concerned. Batting wise, he's—I think he's our best fielder on the team. But. Hit a home
1: run today. Yeah, he did. yeah,
2: that's right, he did. But I mean, we, we can't count on twelve. I mean, he—that guy will come but, up with two outs, in guys in scoring position, and just right. duff it. I mean, but
1: I'll also say, when it comes to Correa, we have a lot of data on him, and he has never had a, a even a less than major league average season. I so, I think it's coming. It came last year. But, but here's it the did But it came
2: after one month. It came month. late. For him to, yeah, his month of April is terrible, but his month of May was great. Even if he hits 350 for the rest of the season, I don't know that it gets him back up to his average. But his,
1: I mean, his September and his September last year was a little bit too little, too late because that was yeah. kind of the time that the Twins yeah. fell out of contention. They lost those big series to the Guardians at the end of the year. Yeah. But, uh, when it comes to Carlos Correa, I think he's going to get back on track. I think Byron Buxton's going to get back on track. I think the key is getting healthy. When we came into the year, the thought process was, if you can start, and at the thought process at that time was Max Kepler, but a lot of people are against Max Kepler, which I understand. I I'd get uh, the gripe.
0: He's got take it out of town in my book, uh, I think. So, I'm not
2: quite there yet because no one else is hitting either, but... Yeah. You know. But
1: either him or Trevor Larnick in one corner, Joey yeah. Gallo in the other corner. If you don't want to start Byron Buxton in center field, Michael A. Taylor in center field, D.H. Buxton, Lewis at third, Correa at short, Polanco, who left with an injury today, so <sighs> he could be shelved for a while. But Polanco at second, Kirilov at first, whoever you want catching. that, And then you have... Willie Castro, baby. And then you would have Willie Castro, Kyle Farmer, and... Uh, an eventual nick gordon as your i mean the twins just got to get healthy and obviously it's out of the realm of possibility for all of those guys to get healthy at the same time but as many of them as you can have at the same time correa is still i think hampered by the plantar fasciitis in his foot and buxton's obviously shelf for the week the the weird thing about that
0: is that that can pop up whenever you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I've known people fasciitis. had it. It's it's apparently it's like you step on like nails. Stepping every, on every, nails every step. Like, yeah. and it
2: which just... hasn't hindered him in the field, so I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. So
1: for me they gotta get healthy. Uh, Pythag has the the twins at thirty five and twenty seven, which means uh, if you throw out the games that they you know, should have won. Fluke, yeah, mm. should have won. It kind of mm-hmm. like plays on what should happen. Yeah, takes the fluke stuff out of, and it has the twins at eight games above 500. And if they were 35 and 27, we'd be sitting here having a completely different conversation, yeah. right? Mm. Um, uh, so, and obviously, you know, that's
2: like we're a 500 baseball team in a 500 division. Yeah, the division's terrible. Yeah, so, I, I can't <laughs> believe how bad. I mean, oh. can you imagine if we had one good team in this division, we'd be 10 games back?
1: Yeah, and so. it, a week ago. The Twins beat the Astros in a series and then won the first two against Cleveland and we thought, okay, we're turning it around yeah. again. And then they lose, you know, now five in a row, yeah. uh, but three on the road to a team that's lost six home games all year. Like, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. They're yeah. like thirty and six on the season at home. That's.
0: And I mean, uh, aside from I think it was the first game, they've been semi-close games. We lost four to two today. We lost in the uh, on a walk-off Walked fashion yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I know. So it's like we're we're there. We're we're sticking around.
2: But our I, I'd be curious to know. I mean, the the the, the stat that just is driving me crazy. Is guys left in scoring position? I mean, I, I can't believe how many times we've left the base loaded. The bases loaded,
1: runner. they're historically bad with the bases loaded that's this year, but their crazy. runners, their their batting average with runners in scoring position is like top five in the league. Really? If you t- and that's with the terrible uh, mm-hmm. bases loaded mm-hmm. stuff that they have. But I, I saw at one point they had a two thirty six on uh, OPS with the bases loaded, which is just unacceptable. Yeah, it's <laughs> unacceptable. abysmal. And it, I mean, it has to be. F- has to be fluky, right? If they're yeah. hitting so well with runners in scoring position, that has to be something where it's like.
2: The other one was was our our team batting average. Will pulled that out a, yeah. while, a couple weeks ago. Was like uh, the worst in the, the history of the league was like two thirty two for a team batting average, and we were at like two eighteen. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. It can't be yeah. much better. Yeah, you know.
0: I also wonder about, um you know, what is the conversations like with the hitting coach like. You know, when we yeah, I mean, when we can, go like yeah. this, it's like, you know, 12, 13 strikeouts a game. It's like, what are we looking for up there, well, guys? Well,
1: Rocco, and obviously Rocco's, Rocco isn't Popkins, but he said yesterday after the game that they had kind of a, a, a team meeting talking about limiting the strikeouts, and uh, Buxton kind of talked about it too where he said uh, sometimes you get in a slump and then your goal is to go up there and, walk, you know, you got to see pitches. Uh, to break out of your slump and then so you go up there and you watch a couple well you watch one right down the middle and then you're thinking about it the rest of the at bat and then yeah. all of a sudden you're on your way back to the dugout um, well today they came out and they just hammered the first pitch the whole I mean their first mm-hmm. time through the order uh, that Chirinos threw 10 yep. pitches in the first inning and gave up three hits yeah so I mean it's like they I mean they were all over the first pitch today so changing of approach and I think we'll continue to see that until they find a hot streak that kind of works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, again, get healthy.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hunter, thanks for coming today. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
1: thank you guys for having me. It's been fun.
2: Yeah, we'll put this up today, and then yeah, we're uh, going to also be on tonight. Yep,
0: we'll um, be on air six to seven p.m. Yeah. Give it. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should let Hunter pick his. Pick our pick the stick this this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh keep listening. We'll uh uh, on the show tonight we'll tell you who Hunter picked for his player of the week slash pick the stick, and uh I think I haven't done the math quite yet, but I I think I won this week. So
2: Well, I know I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
0: but thanks for listening. This is the Home Run Porch. This is extra innings uh, podcast with Hunter McCall. Um uh, for Madison and
2: Kevin. Thanks for listening.